The Adventures of Finochet, written and narrated by Marion Brennan and illustrated by Mark Beach. Chapter 3. The Arrival of Aoife Over the summer, my mum's belly had been getting bigger. She became slower and slower and slept a lot. One day, mum didn't fetch me from school. She had been late before, but never that late. It was piano day, and she always took me to piano lessons. This normally took lots of cajoling, as I would have much rather gone home to work on one of my electronics projects. It was always so exciting when the lights came on in the right order, even if I couldn't get the robots to do what I wanted. That day, my granny arrived with a book about rockets. Thank you so much, I beamed at my granny. No problem, sweetheart, she said, ruffling my hair as I wriggled away. It wasn't exactly the one I had wanted, but it was a start. It had some simple designs with a recommendation for 10 to 12 year olds on the cover. I decided to use it to design my first prototype rocket and then go to the library. I thought I would probably need to go to the big library in the centre of Dublin or the one at the university. I would have to know the right question to ask else the adults would not take me seriously. This had happened before when the librarian kept showing me books in the children's section even though I was trying to learn how circuits and electronics really worked. That night, my mum and dad did not come home and Granny and Grandad slept in the spare room. The next morning, I was up early making a list of all the things I needed to make my rocket. I had one or two things, but as I wrote the list, I realised that the parts were not going to be easy to find. When Grandad woke up, he looked through my list. Hmm, he said, rubbing his chin. These are going to be difficult to find on a Saturday. Perhaps we could try... Come and get your pancakes, Granny interrupted. Granny had made pancakes with bacon and maple syrup. The smell of this made us abandon our planning session and sit at the table ready for the feast. I ate five pancakes and washed it down with a big glass of orange juice. I could barely move. I wanted to go to the scrapyard and the second hand shop for parts, but Granny seemed to have a different plan. We have to go to the toy store to buy a teddy bear for your new sister, she said, winking at Grandad. Sister? I thought Mom was joking about the baby in her belly. After all, the book said the stork brought the babies, and books were generally right. I thought Mom had just been eating too much cake, so I had been careful not to have a second helping just in case. A baby like Mom's could have been a problem when playing soccer, or well doing anything really. Dad had had to do nearly everything for Mom in the past few weeks. Her tummy was so big that she couldn't even drive. I chose a little piglet for my new sister. Winnie the Pooh was my favourite story when I was little. In fact, I still thought Christopher Robin was cool. I thought my sister should have something small enough to hold, and this was the smallest toy I could find. Also, Piglet was pink, and I heard that girls like pink. Why, I could not understand, but I wanted my little sister to like me, so I brought her the pink toy. We drove in Grandad's car to the hospital. The hospital was big and old and it had a funny smell. I decided immediately that I did not like it. Grandad said, You know, Finn, this is where you were born. I was not sure I believed him as I could not remember and Grandad often joked around. I let it go because I was in a strange place and wanted to find my mum and dad. 
When we walked down the corridor, I saw my dad. He was wearing the same clothes as the day before and was carrying two cups of coffee. He looked tired and his hair was a mess. He gave the coffee to Grandad and took my hand. We went into the closest room and Mum was lying there in the bed. She also looked tired. In her arms, she was holding a baby. Dad said, Say hello to your little sister. It seemed a bit pointless as it did not look like she would understand. She did not look very friendly either. She had a shock of spiky black hair and was frowning a lot. Also, she was very pink and wrinkly. Maybe that's why girls liked pink, I thought. I gave her the piglet and touched her hand. She immediately started to cry. Well, that went well, I thought. Dad said my sister's name was Aoife, spelt A-O-I-F-E, but pronounced E-E-F-A. I never understood why everyone had to make spelling so difficult. If it sounded like Aoife, then why not spell it that way? After all, Finn sounded like Finn, and it was spelt that way. My mom stayed in the hospital for a few days. I really missed her, and when she came home, everything changed. My sister seemed to dominate every moment of my mom and dad's time. All she did was cry and feed and seemed to constantly need her nappy changed. She even woke me up at night. Dad seemed to be constantly running around after mom. There was no time for soccer in the evenings or any time to go to the second-hand shop or the scrapyard for parts for my rocket. So I decided to use the time to learn a bit more about electrical circuits and ways to fuel my rocket. What I had learned from my robot was that I needed lots of different solutions to each of my problems because I often didn't get the parts I wanted at the recycling centre. I set out a series of experiments that I could use to learn more about magnets and electricity. I decided that magnets would be a good idea as my dad did not like me using matches and a lot of rockets were powered by light and fuel. I was only allowed to use matches when my dad was working with me and everything seemed to be in a minute Finn so it would be a while before Dad would have any time to help me out. My new sister was very boring. She could not talk or even sit, although she was very good at making noise, which I did not like. Lots of people came to visit to see her and brought her presents and cake. I wasn't sure what all the fuss was about. She didn't seem very friendly and never smiled at anyone. Mom said that she did not know how to smile yet. She seemed to know how to frown and cry. Maybe she just didn't want to smile. The guests and presents and cake kept coming, but I was still cautious about the cake and only had small helpings. I had to say hello to all these people and pretend that I was interested in the conversation, which revolved around babies, pregnancy and poop. Yuck. Instead, I spent the time planning my experiments, trying not to hear what they were saying. When Aoife was a few months old, my father sat me down and said, Finn, you can't play with all these small things in the house anymore. I'm not playing with these things, Dad. This is work, I said. My dad smirked a little. Either way, your sister could choke on them. She didn't seem to be able to do anything yet, so I thought this was unlikely, but he offered me his shed at the bottom of the garden, so I did not argue any further. It was much better than working in my bedroom. There was a light and shelves, and it was quiet. I started to organise all the wires and bits of circuits that I had collected. I had a shelf for old circuit boards, a drawer for wires, and I used some old egg boxes to separate out resistors, little lights, and small magnets. Wow, said Kieran, you have your own workshop. Will you help me make a sign? I said, beaming a smile. We made a sign that said, 
the lab, and hung it above the door. I laid out my notebook on a little desk and set up a lamp. I found a box for storing batteries and another one for all the bits and pieces that didn't fit into any specific category. I spent the first few days taking apart my oldest robots. This took a lot of time as there were so many connections, but soon I had a pile of stock organised for my first experiment. I wanted to make a motor using a magnet and some wire. I wasn't sure how this was going to help me with my rocket, but I wanted to understand how magnets and electricity were connected. I thought this might help me with the launch pad. My teacher told me about the Young Scientist Inventors competition that was happening at the end of the summer. I was not sure if I could get my rocket finished because I could not get the parts I needed. Also, I still had not figured out how to get the, it to blast off without using matches. I decided to go back to my robot idea. The soccer playing robot would be too difficult to finish, so I decided to make a robot that could stir a pot for mom because she always seemed to be struggling with ether, and I had had enough of burnt dinners. I focused my attention on using the motor and my new understanding of magnets. In the end, it was not so much a robot, but more like an arm of a robot that you could stick on the side of a pot to stir mom's sauce. It didn't look very fancy, but it worked, and mom loved it. She proudly showed it off to all her friends when they came to visit. That was a bit embarrassing but I was glad that I had made something that worked and was useful. Dad helped me make a casing for it so that the source did not splash into the electronics, and then it was ready for the competition. When we were leaving the house for the competition, Aoife grabbed the stirrer from me and dropped it on the ground. No, I cried, not today. Dad picked it up. Let's have a look, he said. I think it's okay, he said, inspecting it. The casing was cracked, but the crack wasn't too big, and the judges probably wouldn't notice. As we were leaving, I was feeling nervous, even though I knew my robot arm worked well. The competition hall was big, and there were a lot of children and parents milling around. We found the section for my age group and waited. When it was my turn to demonstrate my stirrer, I connected it up to the battery carefully. It stirred three times, then it sparked, started smoking, and stopped. But we tested it, I exclaimed to my dad, sitting down in a slump. Some wiring must have come loose when Aoife dropped it, said Dad. I knew that I couldn't blame a tiny baby, but I still felt so cross. I worked so hard, I said to no one in particular. The judges gave me third place. They said my invention was novel, which meant new, and very complicated for my age, but as it had not worked properly, they could only award third place. Tyron, who was a big bully at my school, won first place for the volcano, that I knew his dad had built for him. Anyway, everyone who was seven knew how to make a volcano out of paper mache using bicarbonate of soda and coke to make the lava. He looked so proud of himself as he sniggered past me, he said, Better luck next time, loser. I couldn't even respond. I was so disappointed. I was angry with Aoife, even though I knew she didn't mean it. I didn't mind that I didn't win, but it didn't seem fair that Tyron had won. I resolved to enter my rocket into the next competition and to keep it far away from Aoife. That would impress the judges, I thought. The summer was coming to an end, and although I had learned a lot, I had not done much work on my rocket. The stirrer had taken up too much of my time, and now I was running out of time. I went back to the list I had made for my rocket the day Aoife was born. I went through it carefully, and although I didn't need everything on the list anymore, for each thing I crossed off, I seemed to add two more things that I needed. 
I tried to identify appliances that I could get the parts from so that when we went to the recycling store I would know which old appliances to take part. For this I had to spend a lot of time reading my electronics book and took a few trips to the library. I tried using the internet too, but this was frustrating as when I looked up toaster I seemed to get lots of hits for people trying to sell toasters but no diagrams of how the circuitry actually worked. Eventually, I had my final list that I could negotiate with my dad. If this didn't work, I would have to show the list to Grandad. After all, he was very helpful the day Aoife was born. Grandad also seemed to know a lot about electronics, so I made a mental note to talk to him about the rocket designs. There was one thing I thought I might need which I could not get from the scrap heap or the recycling shop. It was a soldering iron. The one I wanted was an electrical device that looked a bit like a pen, it heated up when you plugged it in and got so hot that it could melt metal to join wires together. It would mean that I could melt the wires together rather than twisting them together. If I was going to make a good rocket, I would need a soldering iron. My dad did not like me playing with matches or anything that heated up, but maybe Grandad could be more easily persuaded if he understood why I needed it. I just had no idea where to start looking for one. I had saved up 21 euro and 53 cents. If I didn't get one for my birthday, I probably had enough money to buy one, but they certainly didn't sell them in toy stores. When I had asked for one at the local electrical store, the pimply teenager at the desk had looked at me like I had three heads, saying, We only sell appliances like washing machines and TVs. Comprende, amigo? I had not spoken to him in Spanish. He sounded very condescending and sarcastic in his tone. I don't think he even knew what a soldering iron was. I realised it was going to be harder than I had thought. They had hundreds of soldering irons at the university, and I was allowed to use them in the summer school, but my mom said that that was different. I thought that now that I was nearly eight, I might be able to persuade my dad to get me one, or get Grandad to sneak one into me. After all, Grandad snacked me chocolates all the time, and I wasn't allowed these either. Failing all of these strategies, I would have to go back to my original method of twisting wires together. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this chapter of The Inventions of Finochet. If you would like to read the beautifully illustrated version that has been illustrated by the wonderful Mark Beach, this is available on Amazon and at all good bookstores. For updates on new releases of chapters and books, please follow this podcast or join my mailing list. You can also contact me directly through my website www.marianbrennan.com and I would be delighted to hear from you.